What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for checking out the Pondo Podcast. My name is Ryan Tarkington, and I get the incredible opportunity to host the youth ministry branch of our podcast. And on this episode, I get a really special treat because I am interviewing somebody who was in student ministry for 37 years. His name is Keith Tarkington. Yeah, and if that last name sounds familiar, uh, it's because it's also my last name. I get the chance to interview my father. He was my youth pastor through middle school and high school, and he was the youth pastor to hundreds upon hundreds of other students who absolutely love him. And uh, I, I think you're going to really enjoy hearing his experiences, hearing his stories, and hopefully you will be encouraged by the words that he has for you. So I hope you're ready. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back and checking out the Pondo podcast. And uh, this is our youth ministry branch of the Pondo podcast. And this is episode three. We've made it three episodes in. And today I am joined by a very special guest. He is a longtime youth pastor, or was a longtime youth pastor, uh, but even longer than being a youth pastor, he has been my dad. Uh, my dad is joining us on the podcast today. Dad, thanks so much for, for being here. This is really cool, exciting for me to get to interview you today. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you asked me to do this. Anytime I can talk about uh, those years of youth ministry, I mean, my I'm, just lights me up. And the fact I'm doing it with you just uh, is a bonus. Thank yeah. you. Very cool. So, um, so my dad's name is Keith Tarkington, and um, he is actually now, he has transitioned out of youth ministry. He is a senior adult pastor at Summer Grove Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, but the reason, uh, the, the obvious reason why uh, I'm having him joining us for the youth ministry podcast is because for 37 years, he was in full-time student ministry. Um, and so very, very much experienced all of the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, a lot of wisdom, a lot of stories uh, throughout the years. And so we hope today uh, in our conversation, it'll just be an encouragement uh, to all of you out there, whether you are You've been at it for a really long time, 37 years maybe, or mm-hmm. if you're just starting in youth ministry, uh, it's good to learn from those who have paved the way, and uh, my dad is one of those people, and so uh, so super excited for this conversation. Uh, I, before we dive into like youth ministry, um, I do I always think it's really funny to talk about your transition. So 37 years of youth ministry... And then it, all appearances, it looks like you shifted to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, almost. Uh, if you were kids ministry and then senior mm-hmm. adults, you're pretty pretty close though. And now you're now you went from youth ministry to senior adults, and uh, you always talk about the uh, the mentality of the change mm-hmm. and what that is. Tell oh, yeah. t- tell tell the people listening uh, what it's been like to go from youth ministry for 37 years to to senior adult ministry. Well, at the 37-year uh, mark, um, 
you know, I always thought I was just going to be in youth ministry till I died. Yeah. I figured I'd be 75, 80 years old. They'd still be uh, pushing me around <laughs> in a wheelchair on the dodgeball court, yeah. you know, still doing youth ministry. Cause, and to this day, uh, it's like even now, I tell my senior adults that I work with, uh, we call them mature adults. They don't like to be called oh, senior that's adults. That's my, my bad. So, <laughs> uh, but which is kind of a, a joke in itself. Uh, they have, uh, they hired me. Uh, as immature as I am doing <laughs> mature adult ministry. So we, we have a lot of fun with that. But I always thought, I mean, you know, and I tell them even to this day, I, when they put me in the ground, uh, they're going to be putting a youth pastor yeah. into the ground because that's that's who I am. That's yeah. what I am. I love teenagers. I still love youth, still believe in them so much. But I finally reached a point where I realized Although I felt like I could still connect with them, even with the age difference, I reached a point where physically, yeah, physically, I just couldn't keep up anymore. So, you know, here I am sitting around thinking, okay, I know I need to make this transition, but I've done this my whole life since I was, you know, 20 years old. Uh, you know, that is what I know. Yeah. And where am I going to go find a job uh, to support my family when this is all I know? Mm. And I knew that, uh, you know, I really didn't feel called to, to be a, a, you know, a, um, like a senior pastor, not senior yeah. adult, but a senior pastor. So, you know, the only thing I'm thinking of at the time that I felt like I could do well was be a Walmart greeter. <laughs> and about the time, you know, uh, I, I'm, needing to make a transition, they quit having Walmart greeters. So I said, well, that rules that out. So I really, I'm, I'm like, God, you're going to have to help me here. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I mean, I know I need to make this transition. And then I get a phone call. I'm in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I get a phone call from Aaron Bergner, who, you know, came up through the same youth group you came up through. Yeah. Uh, in Florida, Lakeland, Florida there. He was actually the first one out of our youth ministry there that surrendered to full-time service. Yeah. And now he's this big-time pastor uh, <laughs> at uh, you know at Summer Grove Baptist Church in Shreveport. And uh, he makes a phone call you know, to me and uh, says, hey, well, you think you might be interested in doing senior adult ministry? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I mean, I... I I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. Right. And that's quite a, you know, in my mind, I thought that's quite a transition. Yeah. But at the same time, I knew that I, you know, had always been able to kind of connect with that age group. Yeah. You know, I loved hanging out with that age group. And their senior adult minister was retiring. So, you know, I, you know, I talked to Debbie and I thought, well, let me get back with you. But uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, I've, pr- I've been praying, and this is not really what I thought God was going to lay in my lap. And the more I prayed about it, the more I thought about it, I thought, I think I can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not Walmart greeter, but I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so so we did. And uh, I wasn't there two weeks. I realized there's no difference. No difference between teenagers and senior adults. Uh, <laughs> the only thing is, I'm, I've traded in dodgeball for dominoes. I've traded in, uh, you know, uh, the bunk beds at summer camp for uh, really nice hotel rooms because yeah. we do a lot of trips. Right. So yeah, there was there's, 
and they're just as crazy. They're, I mean, I could tell you stories within the first <laughs> month of stuff that happened even at hotels with these nuts <laughs> that are no different than stories with teenagers, and I'm absolutely loving it. They love us, and it's just, I mean, it's yeah. a godsend. Yeah. Well, you, you, you've talked about uh, you've got, you go on these trips – You'll stop at a gas station and they'll come out with uh, candy, like yeah. a bunch of sugar candy and cokes, and, exactly. and uh, just like teenagers do, like when you go on those oh, yeah. those trips and stuff like that, <laughs> and then pr- like pranking each other. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, all kinds of stuff. Like well, just that. like in your youth group, you know, you have uh, uh, the first names you learn with your youth group is those kids who are pranking and getting yeah. in trouble and stuff. Same way, I mean, there's four or five names that I learned very quickly because they were already pulling stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, so, uh, so you know, you make this big change, but then, like, it kind of proves to be not as drastic of a change in terms of uh, their mentality and in terms of, like, really your heart for ministry and your heart for people and, and just building relationships. And um, yeah, yeah. they're just at a different, obviously, a majorly different part of their life um right but you still get to be really yourself and yeah. and continue to do the ministry you've been doing and um and so that's that's really cool so let's go back though well, the one big change you don't yeah. have to deal with parents <laughs> yeah and that's a big one that's right. yeah. well they, they don't yeah you're not their parents you oh, deal with, yeah. you deal no, with no, their, their kids p- their parents have been gone for a long time so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's true um so let's go. Let's go back. So now this is where you currently are. You, you're in this position, mm-hmm. but uh, but it all started, you know, long, long time before that. And uh, I'm always curious. Uh, I know the story, but to, to those listening, um, when did um, when did youth ministry become kind of on your radar? Like, what when did God start to speak to your heart about maybe start with like just ministry? Because I know you. You always felt like it was, hey, I just want to surrender to God, whatever He may, mm-hmm. hey, He may lead me to do. But then somewhere along the line, youth ministry came into the mix. So talk about that. Well, you know, to start off with, uh, I didn't really grow up uh, going to church. My mom was a was a, a Christian, but my dad wasn't. Yeah, and so, you know, I kind of came to know the Lord through uh, a youth pastor. I lived across the street from us. And uh, went to church with them. With them, uh, when they invited me to a vacation Bible school when I was twelve, I accepted the Lord, and and from that point on, I began to go to church with them all the time. Uh, my parents allowed me to do that. Yeah. And uh, then my parents got divorced when I was in tenth grade, and I lived with my mom, and uh, my brother went to live with my dad, and uh, that same youth pastor, his sons went to a Christian school in a neighboring town. And so, uh, man, I just, man, I, when I got saved, I got saved. I mean, I wanted to be at church all the time. And so going into 10th grade, I would I was about to be going to a, a public school. Uh, his kids went to that Christian school. The more I got to thinking, I, I thought, I wonder if I could go to that Christian school. Plus, they were about to start a football team at that Christian school. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I can get in on the ground level of that. Yeah. But I didn't have any money. My mom was a single mom, and I'm like, there is no—I mean, there's no way I could pay for that or do it. So I went in and talked to the pastor of the church, uh, who'd only been there for really four, five, six months, uh, but told him my story, kind of gave him my testimony, and 
and told him, I said, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what I'm asking. Yeah. I would just love to be able to, to come to school here uh, because I love being in the Christian environment. Um, and that very day, you know, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I don't even know what I was asking for. <laughs> uh, but he didn't even let me go home. He, uh, he, he said, all right, well, I want you to head out. We got some flower beds in the front here. I want you to start working through. Hmm. So I didn't really come dressed for that, but whatever I was dressed in, I started pulling weeds, worked that whole summer, paid my way to go to that Christian school. Yeah. And of course that between that and being involved in church and stuff, uh, I mean, that completely changed my life and God really began to work on me. And by the time, uh, I was in, you know, the 11th grade, he was really working hard on me. And that same pastor, uh, preached a message on Sunday night, one Sunday night when I was in 11th grade and, uh, the message was on the perfect will of God. And, uh, I mean, from the moment he started, God was just all over me on, in that message. And I couldn't get down the aisle fast enough to surrender to full-time Christian service, whatever that meant. Uh, I wasn't surrendering to preach. I wasn't surrendering to be a youth pastor. I was surrendering to just whatever God yeah. wanted to do with me. And it just so happened that, you know, I got to begin working in the youth group, which was awesome because, you know, my, my teen years were just so amazing because of that. And, and even, you know, with my parents going through a divorce in 10th grade, my life was at that church and my yep. life was part of that school. And so that's where God called me into, into ministry. Yeah. And so what was your first um, youth ministry like related thing that you started doing? I mean, were you just volunteering to help with the students or were you, I, I'm trying to remember, like, I know okay. you probably told me. I was, but. well, of course I was, uh, you know, when I graduated from my Christian school yeah. and then I immediately went to, we had a, a Bible college in Arlington. Yeah. I started going to school there and the youth pastor allowed me to continue to work in the youth group. Yeah. Okay. So now I went from being a, you know, a student to being a student leader, a young college right. leader and staying involved that way. Um, I went to, you know, went to college Bible, you know, to be a Bible major and a pastoral studies mm-hmm. was going to be my minor. Uh, but, um, I would say within, um, well, the second year, of course, I got married in 1980, yep. um, and uh, was married. And by the you know by uh, the next uh, married in July by by the continued to work in the youth group. Yeah. But by the next year, which would have been June of you know 81, uh, that same pastor who was my father-in-law yeah. now, right, uh, <laughs> and my mentor and uh, my hero. He uh, he asked if, you know, he'd asked. I was working a secular job, but he asked if I would take over the junior high ministry. Mm-hmm. Our church was big enough; we had like a junior high, a junior varsity, and a high school. Oh yeah, part of our youth ministry. Yeah. So I took over that junior high group on a on a you know while I was kind of still, you know, it is even part. There's no part time with no. youth ministry, right? And then it turned into. Um, being able to come back and coach and do the PE program at the school while yeah. I was in Bible college. Right. And uh, continue to do that. I moved up from junior high, which was seventh and eighth grade, to ninth and tenth grade. Mm-hmm. 
and then 11th to 12th grade. So those same kids I had in junior high, 7th grade, oh, yeah. I was able to walk all the way up till to yeah. 12th grade with them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, were you – so during those years you were still the part-time – you were there part-time or did you take over as the full-time? Well, I was, I was doing uh, – I was at the school – and the youth, I mean, it was yeah. it was full time. It was time. full full time. It was full time because a lot of those same kids were in our school. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I had them all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, now that's really cool that you you kind of got to walk with those students. Um, oh yeah. Through through that yeah, through that all awesome. those all those years, especially with your first ministry position. Right. Um, and then, um, and then you ended up. Uh, I was born somewhere, somewhere in there, um, <laughs> yep. in the in the midst of that, and then um, and then you and Sean as well, right? Or had had yeah. So my brother Sean, yeah, and I were yeah. You were both born during that first ministry, during the first ministry, and then um, then you got another position to 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 move to Irving, Texas, and, and right. be at Crestview. So what was that? Well, and when I went there, it was. It was full time youth. Yeah, we had a Christian school, but I wasn't doing. I wasn't coaching. I went there to yeah. just do the full time youth ministry. But a couple of years into it, uh, our school, you know, of course had had football and everything too, and they had developed uh, just. They were about to be kicked out of the conference, basically, mm-hmm. because it was just uh, their their. Uh, they were just horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. So, okay, so, so they ended up letting whoever was doing the athletic director yeah. step down, and they approached me about kind of doing the dual role again, yeah. like what I did it in um, Arlington. Yeah. And so I did it, and thank God, you know, we were able to redeem that and, and get <laughs> yeah. back in good standing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we'll we'll – let, let me move forward just a little bit and then we'll come back to that. Cause I, I okay. do have a question about, um, being involved in multiple like positions within a, a church or ministry. Right. Um, so you were at Crestview for a few years, I can't, I'm, six I, years, I was six years in Arlington then probably six and a half in Irving in Irving. And then big change mm-hmm. left Texas and moved the, the family and ministry all yep. the way to Florida and um, went to be the, the student pastor or youth pastor at Ardella Baptist Church in Lakeland, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and that was, you were, you were going, and again, our, my, my grandfather is a pastor, um, dad's father-in-law. He was at the church in Florida now and, and brings you in. Right, and uh, he kind of went back where he was from, you know. Yeah, not not in Lakeland, but he, you know, he grew up in that area. Yeah, and um, they that church knew of him even when he was there before. Right, and so they came after him. Um, yeah, yeah. So and so Ardella was was that your longest tenured place? Yes. And yes. and how how long did how long were you? There. We went there in '92 and left in 2005. We were there uh, 13 years. Yeah, 13 years at Ardella, and that uh, obviously, when uh, my time in Florida and mm-hmm. coming coming through Ardella, that was when 
me and my brother also came up through the youth group. Right. Um, and so that was, that was when we had reached that point. And so we, we got to be smack dab. We were always around the youth ministry because that's where youth, yep. pastor, youth pastor kids. Yep. Now we, now we're students within your student ministry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, during those years, um, you also saw the the biggest growth in terms of of numerical growth. Oh yeah, um, at at Ardella, um, and and so that was that was a, a you know totally different uh, experience for you even coming from and all you had to, you didn't you weren't coaching all you just focused on on right. youth youth ministry right um, during those years and we'll come back we'll circle back around to that that time okay. too and then. Then you ended up moving from Florida to Arkansas, yeah, and became the youth pastor at Oaklawn uh, Missionary Baptist Church in Hot Springs, Hot Springs, yeah, Arkansas, and um, and you were there for how long was that tenure? Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. So another back to back ten yeah. places at ten ten plus years, which right. is pretty remarkable. I, I know that's you yeah. know when we talk about um, youth ministry, right? The typical. Um, lifespan of a youth pastor is 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 less than three years, right? Um, and so every place you've been, you you pass pass those, yeah. and uh, so that's amazing, and that's that's really cool, and I think a testament to um, your heart for student ministry and and just uh, and leading leading students mm-hmm. and and stuff, and so uh, Hot Springs there eleven years, and then uh, and then finally uh, transitioned to where you are now with right. with the senior adults in. Louisiana. So, okay. um, so, so four places of student ministry and, uh, in three different States. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing I was going to ask or talk through earlier was this idea of when you look back at those different, um, places and different seasons of your life, I mean, obviously you're aging and growing like along through this. So, you know, you start off and you're a college kid Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. College kid, and you you got a lot of energy, got a lot of enthusiasm. Ooh, you're excited. Yeah. You know, you're you're uh, you just like the Christian life. I mean, you're you're just it's all these new kind of amazing experiences. Oh yeah, transitioning into your second second role, and you're still I mean, what late twenties in Crestview? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which seems you yeah. know, as a kid, you you know, I'm thinking you know, oh, you're he's like in his. Thirties or forties. Yeah, no, we didn't leave even to go, then, but you were we, still. We didn't leave to go to Florida until I was thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, most of all my twenties were in Texas, area. right? And so mid, so your thirties, you know, into into your mid forties in Florida, and then your last tenure, your, you know, mid right. mid forties um, to mid fifties, and yeah, to it, to uh, yeah, fifty-six. Uh, yeah. Know. 57 almost. So when you look back at that time, what what stands out in terms of your you specifically like where you saw growth or you saw having to adapt or you saw like you know how how does that look how does that how did that shape out over the your years do you do you think a lot has to do with the church you're at yeah you know what level of uh, um volunteer help you have right you know um of course where you you know where you are you know what market uh, you're in one of the things i remember about being in the dallas fort worth area was you know the the majority 
really the majority of our group, I mean, was fed through our Christian school. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a, for one thing, the public schools were just not that open. Right. You know, so I didn't spend a lot of time. Uh, of course, I'm doing dual row yeah, Christian school. So I didn't have a lot of time to go right. work the schools. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah. So your focus, especially those first two places, is kind of, it's kind of in-house. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, you're, you're. But we had a very good sized church. And so. Yeah. So we had a lot of young families there. Of course, yeah. you know, your, your grandfather, who was, you know, the pastor. Uh, he was a very family-oriented yeah. type of pastor ministry, so we had a lot of young families, a lot of stu- you know, a lot of young kids and students. So you know, it was a good size right. church with a lot of kids to draw from. Yeah, right. But but even still, like your mindset, you had that built in within the church and the the community. Um, but again, your kind of your focus is. Um, you know, being the youth pastor, you're supposed to be also being a good coach. I mean, yeah, yeah. helping helping these students like reach, you know, athletic um, right. heights, you know, um, as well as spiritual like heights, you know. And um, and so when you look back at those times, mm-hmm. um, that that seemed to be, you know, obviously a, a heavy focus. But how I'm curious, how did the um, how did the fact that a lot of your youth ministry kids that also played on your sports teams. Like when you look back at that, how did that, how did that look? How did that shape out? I mean, as a coach where cause uh, I'm trying to remember, honestly, I was, I was a lot, no, you I was a lot younger, but know. like, were you, uh, were you pretty like aggressive, like uh, in terms of like getting on to them, like in terms of their, like, you know, in terms of sports or were you, well, it's funny you said that because at uh, the second uh, school or Irving Christian Academy, you know, I coached, uh, you know, football obviously. And then also, Coached the the guys basketball team and and the girls. Uh, well, team, not right? at first, but, oh, oh, oh. but my last year of doing it, I coached the girls because we just didn't have anybody to do it. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I mean, yeah, I mean, I get on their case, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but guy, you know, guys were okay with that. Yeah, but I can remember the first couple of practices with the girls kind of taking <laughs> that same approach with them, and literally three fourths of them were in my youth group. Yeah, and I could just remember them crying, <laughs> crying, and I'm like, I remember that Tom Hanks movie where uh, where you know he's saying there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, that's what I was own. feeling like. I'm like. Wait a minute, and so I—I uh, <laughs> mean, they're balling, and, and finally I realized I, I, I had to tell them. I said, "Every one of you know who I am, right?" And you know, I said, "Is there one of you that does not know how much I love you?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and I get them all shaking. They can't talk because they're all just—you know—tears are flowing. And I said, "This has nothing to do with <laughs> right. how I think of you. This is just—I just—this is just." This is motivation. Yeah, it's, motivation. Your, co- it's your coaching style. Well, and, 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 and from that time on, we were fine. And that team, I was able to take that team to the Texas Association of Private Schools Final Four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. all things. Yeah. So once we got past that, yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah, that's funny. With that, you know, all in all, um, because of the relationships I had built with them. Yeah. You know, when we were when we were in school, I was coach. Yeah. You know, when we were in a church yep. youth group it was i was their youth pastor okay yeah so you, know? you felt like so you it were wasn't able like, to i mean i might have been you know yeah i got to make you kind of you know i got to make you run sprints i got to make you work hard but over here i 
this is this crazy youth pastor that you yeah. already know, you know? Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Do, um, so, so those were kind of your first two stops. And then when you transitioned to, to Florida being at Ardella, um, you're, you didn't have to worry about coaching anymore. Your, your full focus was on, on youth ministry Yeah. and, um, how, and, and again, now you're in your early thirties. Right. So what, did anything change in terms of your approach or style um, being being there? So now you're in Florida, you're at a different location, church is different, you know, um, you're not coaching, all that. So what, what kind of well, changed? Well, the biggest change was the fact that now I'm not dealing with uh, Christian school kids. Yeah, okay. I mean, there was Christian school there, but there were just maybe a couple that yeah. even went to that school. Now I'm dealing with 100% or 99.9% public school kids yep and so you know uh now i've got to go i've got to go yeah you know uh, if you're a youth pastor you got to go where the kids are you can't sit there and wait on them to come to you and so i just made it a point um i was gonna be their second mama second daddy whatever i mean if they're having uh, something going i'm gonna be at their i'm gonna be at their ball games i'm gonna be at their band I'm going to be at the stuff I don't even like, but I'm going to be there for them. The only problem is I'm one person, and I'm dealing with multiple campuses of doing that. And I didn't have – I mean, I had some good volunteers, but not enough. Right. Um, And I think youth ministry, you don't just say, we need help with youth ministry. You you go get people. Yeah. You recruit people for youth ministry because, number one – they absolutely have to love teenagers, right? Not the good ones only. <laughs> yeah. They have to just love all teenagers. Yeah. And so you know you have to go find those people, and you watch and see people that are doing other stuff. So I had to build a team. Yeah. Later on, as that youth group grew and I began to graduate out students, yeah, those became the key leaders in my youth group. Right. Because one, they grew, they came up through it, they loved it, it yeah. changed their life. And now they become, yeah. you know, uh, especially those who don't go off to school and stuff. So, right. yeah. so that's the big thing. And, and luckily, uh, there in Florida, all, all but one campus was very arms wide open. Yeah. Back then. Right. To to you know, me as a youth pastor. Right. Um, yeah. And then and then sh- and then shifting to the your last stop and now you're in Arkansas, um, and you know. Again, anything changed? It was probably a pretty similar situation, I think, in terms of more public schools, things like that. But yes. in, what what else shifted? I mean, you're also the now, biggest now, change now going there was I'm going to a very small church. Yeah, right. Okay, and I'm reconnecting with uh, the pastor who I went to Christian school, the same Christian school, although he was a couple of years younger than me. Right. But we coached together. Okay. We yeah. Were, we, we coached together for four years. We were part. You know, there in Arlington, you know, our last year there, we won state, you know. Yeah. So we had that connection. Yeah. And um, so, and he's got two young kids. You know, his his son's in fourth grade, his daughter's in sixth. Right. So they're right you know, there about to be. My coming. kids are already grown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, you know, he got married a little bit later on in life, started having kids later. So it's kind of like, uh, Keith, I need you to come help raise my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Matter of fact, uh, that same kid, that fourth grader, is now the assist associate pastor at the church. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, he's he's one of my 
uh, favorite people in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But the schools there were very open, although right. it was a very small church. I'm talking drastic difference in yeah. the size church, uh, but the same deal, you know. I mean, I, I inherited a good group of of leaders, but yeah. um, but in a lot of ways it was similar. Um, it was similar to our church in Ardella, you know, in Ardella. Yeah. And, but Ardella was was progressive. I mean, we were willing to be progressive. Yeah. And I kind of went back. And I knew I was kind of going back to a, uh, I wouldn't say uh, legalistic, but but definitely not as progressive a ministry yeah. there. But but he let me, man, he just let me do. Yeah. You know, that youth group, I mean, our church only ran, you know, a couple hundred. I mean, during the highlight when I was there, the highest probably attendance we had was 350. Right. You know, on an Easter Sunday or something. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we uh, you know, we ran well over 100 in our youth group yeah. on, on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And and so and one thing is you were telling, you know, these differences of places, I think that uh, I, I probably have never given you or, you know, whatever. I, I, I give you credit. I think you're the best, one of the best youth pastors ever. Um, but uh, I, one thing I I probably haven't ever realized until this conversation is how much you you really did have to adapt from place to place. Oh yeah. I mean you you have a you have a one your personality is you know contagious and you know you're um, you're very relational so that's going to translate no matter where you go. Right. Um, but um, I guess understanding how how you had to adapt your your styles or how you had to. Um, kind of play all that out. I, I never really, really thought, thought as much about, you know, going from Christian school, Christian coaches, Christian coach and youth pastor to it's almost all public school and how that shifts and how that changes. And then you're going to um, a very small church and, and even adapting to that environment and, and changing. And so if you're listening, if you're a youth pastor and, um, you know, like that's, I, I think that's just a reality. I mean, I think you have to be willing to, you know, when you listen to God and he may take you or move you from a church to a church, um, there's obviously going to be something within your personality that's going to translate and going to carry over and, and your, God uses you for who you are, but you, you really have to be willing um, to, to adapt with the culture, the, the, the community, the church, the leadership, yep. you got to be willing to do those things. Uh, otherwise, and I think, and I think obviously, again, that's a testament to me, to you, to, to see this, um, you know, six years, six years, 13 years, 11 years. Um, well, you know. and let me say something about that. Yeah. Everywhere I was, I went there to retire. Yeah. My mindset was never, okay, I'm going to be here a few years until something else opens yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Never. Everywhere I went, I went and put my roots down. Yeah. And so, matter of fact, a couple of those ministries, I probably, you know, maybe I, God was trying to get me out of there yeah. <laughs> a year or two before I, I right. made the trend, you know, I left. Because it was more like God had to, you know, finally kick me out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one is because I think people quit too easily. Mm. You know, things get to going a little rough, and, mm-hmm. and no matter where you are, that's going to happen. Right. Um, I'm, if you're I'm, dealing, I'm with, a fighter. Yeah. If you're dealing with church ministry, things are going to deal with people. Yeah. You're, you're dealing you with can't. people, so things are going to get rough. You can't sometimes. quit. I mean, uh, yeah. 
but I can, you know, I mean, I'd be lying if I sat here and tell you that in my mind I didn't quit. Uh, sometimes, uh, it, you know, one Wednesday night a month I quit, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. But by a Thursday morning, I'm back at it, and yeah. let's go, you yeah. know, right? But you gotta, you gotta have that mindset of I'm going, um, I'm going, I'm gonna be here until Jesus comes back. Yeah. And um, but when He moves you, you know, um, here's the neat thing. Here's the neatest thing to me. It it hurts like crazy yeah, to leave. Right. You leave those relationships, but you go somewhere else, and guess what? You pick back up with brand new relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I think everywhere I've been, I'm like, God, what if I didn't come here? Mm-hmm. Look what I'd have missed out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what if I hadn't have left that? Yeah. Look what I'd have missed out on. Yeah. So, you know, um, when God, you know, God's the one that called you. Yeah. And he moves you. He moves you when he's ready to move you. Right. And you need to move because um, you're going you're gonna to see some <laughs> neat things happen when yeah. you do it. I love it. And and one thing that is uh, is is very noticeable in your life um, that you know last year you um, um, had your or this year you had your 60th birthday. Yeah. So 60 years old. And um, for one of his gifts this year, we uh, put together a we reached out to people in his life, you know, throughout, throughout his time and, um, how, had him, um, wish, wish him a happy birthday, maybe a few words of, you know, what, what, uh, you meant to them. And what was really cool is that you had people from every single stage of those ministries, yeah. um, chime in, make, you know, make a video. And, uh, and again, that's just a testament again to your, relational approach i mean so many kids that you know you look back on and you they 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 call you second dad you know mom second mom and it's it's um it's all in the way that you loved and cared and built those relationships throughout the years yeah. and i that's an amazing thing um it really is so yeah that's awesome. the greatest present i could have got yeah it's awesome um <clears throat> We got a few more minutes. I would be, I think, remiss not to. You're 37 years in ministry, so surely you've <laughs> got to have some some funny stories or just um, maybe some highlights of uh, you know when you look back on those years. Maybe what are some some key moments, key seasons that you were like, man, this. I feel like when I look back, this really defined my time at that place, or my, you know, this this defined you know what I feel like you know. God calling me to, you know, to be a youth pastor and, and I don't know, any, any moments just stick out to you just off the top of your head? Well, first of all, um, and one of the reasons I, I think I stayed in youth ministry so long is I, I just lo- I loved having fun Yeah, with those kids within balance, obviously. But I mean, I would tell them, I said, you know, and there's so much pressure on, on teenagers that, um, you know, to be a certain way or to do a certain thing. And my big thing with them is, man, listen, you know, I'm telling, you know, uh, it's like I would tell them, i say, I'm telling you this from experience, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with my parents with a divorce. Right. My whole life hasn't been a piece of cake. Right. But from God saved me when I was in seventh grade through 12th grade, I'm telling you, those were the greatest years of my life, mm-hmm. man. And it should be fun for you. Yeah. You know? And but I'm but the reason they were the greatest is because I, I chose 
to do things God's way. Mm. You know, I did my best to make him proud of me. Uh, didn't mean I didn't mess up. Didn't right. mean I ha- didn't have some, you know, some regrets for some de- decisions and choices I made. So my challenge is always to them, two challenges, get to the end of this year. If this is your junior year, get to the end and look back and say, that was fun because mm-hmm. I made good choices. I didn't have major regrets <laughs> right. that, you know, that scarred me. Uh, the second thing is to, to be able to look beside you in your youth group and see another person that's sitting there that's either come to know the Lord or it's coming now to church because of you, mm-hmm. because you took the time to, to ask them to come. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, you know, and do that every year. And, and when you get to the end, you'll look back and say, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear too many teenagers that graduate and they just look back and they 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 were like, those were horrible, horrible years. I mean, I hate those years. Mm. So, but we could do a whole podcast. Right. Maybe we'll do another one, down, you know, next time we're, yeah. we, we get to be together. Um, I could just do a whole podcast on funny on stories. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff I can share and <laughs> some stuff we best we best not share. Right, but, right. but oh my gosh, I mean I got so many so many uh, well, fun, funny memories. Yeah, well let's yeah, let's save again, like you said, we could probably do a whole other podcast yeah. later on about just funny stories because you know, other youth pastors who are listening to this podcast they they'll hear stories and probably really relate because they're like oh, I got that I got oh, God, I got yeah. that kid I got, I got that kid so rather than than talk about stories though I, I I am curious to hear like when you those moments so not not necessarily a story but like what are some things or or what are some things that you feel like man you're so so proud of within your 37 years that not to boast on yourself I I get that but right. but to say like man this was God. Uh, doing a work during that season or that time. Okay. What What are some, some I got, things? I got that, two two key things that yeah. stand out more than anything. Second ministry in Irving. When I went there, you know, obviously I got the Christian school. The majority of that youth group was Christian school kids. Yeah. And those same kids that were the reason why we were about to be kicked out of that conference. <laughs> yeah. Were in that youth group. Mm. It was it was it was horrible. Mm. Uh, we had eighty kids coming on Wednesday night in a, uh, and again a very small church. Yeah. They were coming there, but they weren't coming there for the right reason. Right. And one Wednesday night, you know, and, and you know, I've only been in ministry now seven or eight years. Right. You know. And it was a successful ministry as far as numbers. Yeah. If you if that's all you care about is numbers. Right. But as far as um, I inherited a group that was as as ungodly as you could possibly Christian imagine. school kids, but Christian school kids that were just they were horrible. Yeah. They were horrible. And one Wednesday night, uh, I mean, <laughs> they made me so angry, and I'm not an angry person. Right. Right. In the middle of the lesson, yeah. I just closed my Bible. And we met upstairs in a room yeah. where there's an entrance from the gym, but there's an entrance out and down a stairway, out the back way. I closed my Bible, and I walked out that door, and we lived on property. I walked home. Hmm. I just left them there. Hmm. And uh, they were, you know, I don't even know what their response was. <laughs> I talked right. to a couple of the workers later, and they were like, well, you know, they were like just being idiots. Yeah. And the next week— when they showed up, I told them, I said, I said, this is, it's not going to be like this anymore. Hmm. I took that youth group from 80 down to 30. Hmm. You know, most, most youth pastors would be, you know, would be fired. The pastor mm-hmm. would be like, 
what are you doing? Right. You're out of here. Right. But thank God I had a pastor that was willing to let me do that. Mm. Took it down to about 30. And out of that 30, there was a nucleus of about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them are now full-time youth pastors and, yeah. you know, and full-time pastors yeah. in churches. That group, that little nucleus of kids, you know, maybe to this day, you know, were the closest Mm. And still, still to this day, contact me, yeah. and I'm, I have such great relationships with. We never did build it back up to eighty, but it was right. all right. We built what we built back up was a solid, God-loving yeah. youth group. Yeah, and so I was very proud of that. Right, and that's a like you said, that's you know, it seems like in our culture, you know, in church culture, like when you when you see that, like oh, eighty to thirty. It's like time to pa- push the panic button. Yeah, and you're not successful. If you're you, not if successful, and 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 you know, again to have a have a, a pastor have your back on that and 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 understand like, hey, we've we've got a just because we have the eighty doesn't mean there's spiritual spiritual depth here at all, and let's we have to it's it's kind of like pruning pruning the leaves in in some ways to to get get back yeah. to, to to finding the the fruit of it. I don't know if I'd. Uh, I don't think I'd have stayed there very long if I had. If that hadn't happened. Right. Well. Right. It sounds you know, like not. that uh, six years would have been maybe two, you know, or mm-hmm. one or whatever. Yeah. But because of that, uh, it became, you know. Yeah. It was fun, and you know, I had kids coming in, you know, a lot of you know most of them coming in now wanting, yeah, you know, wanting to grow, wanting to be there for the right reason. Yeah. What was the second thing you said? There was another. Second thing was obviously when uh, you you guys were in the. You know, the youth group, you, you know, specifically, and, uh, you know, your buddies, there was about five of you, if I remember correctly, uh, four or five of you when you were in junior high there in Lakeland. And on Sunday mornings, we were split off. We were together on Wednesday nights. Yeah. But Sunday mornings, we were split off. And I had brought on a a former youth pastor uh, that had gone through a divorce. Yeah. And, uh, man, God just, you know, I invited him to come heal at yeah. our church. And, and he, he was there for, for a while before, our, you know, I allowed him to ask him to come in to just help me. Right. You know, cause I, I didn't think God was through with him. Yeah. And so I invited him to come in to, to do the junior high group and you guys were in that group and, uh, he started doing something, you know, called, uh, what's it called? Prayer power or mm-hmm. yeah. prayer power on Sunday mornings. And you guys, you guys, it was just four or five of you yeah. would meet him on Sunday mornings. And y'all, y'all got such a, a passion for your school and started praying for your school. And then you, and then you started going after him. And, uh, you know, most of you went to one particular high school and that youth group, you know, which, you know, was running maybe in the, mid thirties, 40 at the most, you know, we saw that thing explode, right. not just with growth right. for numbers, but we saw it explode and with kids coming up to where we were running. I think like know, 250. Yeah, we run well, well, you know, 200, you know, for sure consistently and, and many times, uh, but it's because it all started uh, yeah. right there. And so I guess I, I pat myself on the back that I, that I listened to God and, and wanted to help my buddy, yeah. you know, heal yeah. and 
bring him on, and then God used him to do what he did through you guys. And uh, we got to all experience something amazing. Yeah. And then out of you guys, you know, how many of you are now, you know, in full-time ministry? Yeah. You know, because of the, uh, the uh, by far the most out of a youth group that are in full-time ministry, not just males, but females too. Yeah, right. You know, I think Amanda and different, yeah. different uh, girls, uh, Lynette, others who went off to the mission field. Yeah. Or uh, Angel, uh, you know, and... uh, of course, Jennifer married Matt, and mm-hmm. now they're the, you know, Matt's the pastor of, of church in Bartow back in that area. So... For me, that's the highlight of youth ministries when you've been at it long enough to begin to see those full-time decisions turn into you know full-time ministry with people. Yeah, that's when you stop and say, "All right, God, I know you use me." Yeah, and uh, and one thing uh, we're wrapping up here, um, but one thing I never really talked to you about this specifically, but you did one thing you did allow us to do. I remember being in high school. You you allowed students to take over Sunday nights. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Yeah, Sunday, I do. We call it Sunday night youth, yeah. and and uh, you. I don't say this in any negative way, but you didn't even have to come. Like right. You didn't. You you right. you trusted. Um, you trusted the students to lead, to teach, to 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 make a Sunday night environment um, for um, just being together. Like you know, and yeah. and uh, and I look back on that time. I think that was. Uh, you know, when you talk about how we have, you have so many students who um, are now like serving full time somewhere. I, I think that you being open handed with that and saying, hey, you know, it, it may not it may not be a perfect, you know, Sunday right. night program, right. but um, giving us the reins to, to, to start leading out and and doing that. Even even the you know, I look me doing music. And looking, and you were like, you know, for a long time we were we talked about this, um, just doing music off of you know uh, playing a CD, yeah, and and, yeah. and then you know you're like, you know, hey these these guys want to start a little youth band, and yeah. and uh, looking back and hearing video and how terrible we were, but um, you let us kind of fight through those years of learning and and growth. Well, you say and, you were terrible, but but the the teens just ate it up. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. thought they thought you know they loved it. They didn't view it as terrible. Right, you know? right, right, right. They just uh, you know, they just knew their peers were up there doing this, and they were like, "Hey, this is cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, again, I think uh, just thanking you, you know, from I'll thank you on behalf of of all those guys and, and people within the, the youth ministry about just giving us an opportunity uh, to 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 be student leaders and to to step up and and learn, like even in in those pivotal ages what it means to like lead people and love people, build relationships with people uh, and how that, you know, obviously that translates to where we are today and what we're doing today. And um, yeah. so that's awesome. Um, I always want to give you guys the last word. I know you're not in youth ministry currently um, in terms of being on staff, but I know your heart is always there for youth pastors. And so I always like to give you guys just the last word of reaching out to, you know, th- this this podcast is designed for youth pastors and, and other people who are just interested in youth ministry and, and hearing stories and, and hopefully being encouraged by this. And so I, I want to give you an opportunity, maybe just one last word of encouragement to those who are who are in it right now um, and, and serving and, and trying to love kids and lead students in this time. Um, yeah. Any, any last words? Uh, yeah, easily. Um, 
one of those kids, the one that was the the first one to surrender to ministry, Aaron, who, mm. who brought me to, you know, to um, Summer Grove. He's a pastor now in the church in uh, back in Lakeland, Florida. Yeah. Uh, over a four thousand, they run over four thousand, obviously before the COVID. Mm. Uh, right. But he one time when he was in Bible college in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I was there visiting with him and a couple of other guys that were there. And we were just sitting around, and uh, I asked him point blank. I said, Aaron, I said, you know, you, you came up through my youth group. Tell me one thing. Tell me one lesson I taught hmm. that uh, that stood out to you. Hmm. And uh, he said, Like a teaching. Like a, like uh, a lesson. Like, like a, a teaching lesson, on a Wednesday night. One or... lesson or illustration I used or something. Right. And, you know, and of course it was, you know, right on – you know, probably if you asked him, you know, he could he could maybe think of something. But mm-hmm. he said he said I can't pinpoint one specific thing. He said, but one thing I can pinpoint is we knew how much you loved us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. and then that that youth group in uh, Crestview, again, a boy who came up through that group who's now a pastor at a church in Bedford, Texas. And his dad actually lives, you know, his dad was from Louisiana. Now he's Mm. back, you know, living in Louisiana again, Mm -hmm. pretty close to me, and we see him from time to time. But when when I was there, he came out to me one time. We just had some of the kids over to the house, and and, I don't remember what we were doing, but he came out, we got to talking, and he says, you know, he used that statement, and you've heard it before. They don't care how much you know. They want it matters that they you. know how much you care. Yeah. And so that I think that was my strength, you know, because yeah. I don't feel like my gift has ever been teaching, but my, my call, you know, my gift is shepherding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they knew. And so that would be my challenge to, to youth pastors and those in youth ministry is, man, love, love those kids good through the good, through the bad. Right. I mean, it. It ought to stick with them for the rest of their life. Yeah, how much you genuinely care for them, even enough to get on them. Mm-hmm. You know, even enough to 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 call them out. Right, challenge them. You know, and... challenge them. You know, not just be their friend. They don't need another friend mm-hmm. like that. They need to know. You know, somebody loves them and will really push them and challenge them and be there for them always. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Dad! Thanks so much, man. For yeah, uh, thanks for letting me for for joining us. It's cool. Um, my family is here for uh, got to come out here to California for Christmas. Yeah. And as we were thinking about the next episode of this podcast, I was like, Oh my gosh, I I have uh, I have someone who is years and years of experience, and uh, and so we will save uh, part two of this podcast for maybe another year from now when we get to yeah. be together again or, or whatever. It. And we'll just do stories. We'll just do like, <laughs> like stories. Man, I got Cause I know you can fill up, uh, fill up the time with, yep. with that. But, uh, man, th- thank you for, um, thank you. I mean, obviously pivotal role in my life being my father, but you were also a pivotal role in my life being my youth pastor. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and so many people like so many people, um, um, think of those years in your time um being their youth pastor so fondly and uh so thanks for being an encouragement to to those listening and those that are in the middle of it now uh man like my dad yeah. said just love love those kids uh, it sometimes we can make it over complicated it's all we think program this program this do this 
man, at the heart of ministry, at the heart of what Jesus wanted was for us to love people, yeah. to love God and love people. And uh, sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Pondo podcast. Um, we would love for you guys to continue to listen, check out some of our other branches of podcasts. Um, we have one on uh, camp ministry. We have one on uh, creative uh, arts and ministry. And we have one that me and my brother do uh, called Campfire Conversations, where we just talk about life. And uh, we'd love for you to check out those podcasts. And uh, we would love for you to share and um, let people know about uh, what we got going on here. And uh, subscribe if you uh, listen on Apple or iTunes, um, uh, if you listen on Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, comment, do all the things that you guys do. And uh, thanks for being a part of this, this conversation. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye.